Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hey loves, we are at episode 85. It doesn't matter how you meet him. 85, by the way. Whoa. 15 more episodes till 100. What am I going to do for the 100th episode? I feel like we got to go all out with a bang. I am bringing my boyfriend on when I launch my course. Fun little episode for you guys. But the course... Stop wanting him back and find someone better is going to be released in November. All things going well mid-November. This course is going to be so freaking amazing. I'm going to teach you how to do thought work in the introduction section. There's going to be a whole section on how to stop wanting him back. The middle section, fall in love with you. This is so crucial before you put yourself back out there to find someone better. I truly think the value in this course is, I mean, just that you can't put any words on it. It is priceless, in my opinion. And my bestie, Jamie, who you have heard on the show many times, incredible health coach, and she was on a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about why can't we be friends. It was a fun episode. Check that one out if you haven't already. If you are that person who really likes to collect friends after you've dated them. I'm talking more, obviously, if you guys have been following me for a while, you know that I'm pretty black and white about no contact. I get into all of that in my course. But this particular episode was about really collecting friends after dating someone for like six weeks. Anyway, check out the episode. But Jamie, who is not heartbroken, said she would still want to buy the course just as a single woman who is looking for her person because there's just so much goodness, even in the introduction section, really getting a much better, clearer understanding of how to do thought work and a much deeper investigation in the fall in love with you section. And she is a health coach and we are besties because we really are drinking the same Kool-Aid on a lot of levels. And she said that she still felt like there were such great nuggets. And then now, right now, she's been my right-hand woman during this whole course shoot. I'm actually shooting for two more weekends. thought I was going to do it all in three, but <laughs> it's a lot. You guys, it's 55 videos. Who knows? It could turn into 60 at the end of all this because I'm like, oh, I want to do an, a video on this and this and this. So uh, it's taking a little bit longer, but I want to make sure that each video is amazing. And I'm Currently coaching 20 people. I'm at maximum capacity right now for my one-on-one. If you want to work with me one-on-one, still apply and get on a wait list. Maybe we can start in a month or two. But Jamie really is just loving the find someone better section. In one of the videos, how to stop attracting Mr. Unavailable, she was like, I feel attacked after she read it. (laughs) She definitely felt attacked in the Why Can't We Be Friends episode too. Obviously, I am not here to attack anyone. I'm just here to help you guys get the results that you desire, which is to stop wanting all the misters or miswrongs back and find someone better. And again, you will find someone who just blows your mind, blows your heart, blows... Mm -hmm. Well, other places as well. Once you've done the fall in love with you work, I truly believe that's really why I have attracted a man who is so available and does it for me on all the levels. So I was inspired to do this episode. It doesn't matter how you meet him because I have a client and we have been working together, I want to say nine months incredible woman and came to me devastatingly heartbroken over a 10-year relationship where, you know, he really was like her family. 
and knew that he wasn't her person. It was actually a reverse heartbreak, not the conventional that I think most of my listeners tune in for. But she also had had an emotional connection with someone else who really was the catalyst for her to get out of the relationship, even though he was not her person either. And we have just done so much healing, so much cleaning up. She was so intentional. The clients who were the most successful, I think I just said this somewhere, it might have been in my last episode. The clients who were the most successful with creating the result of finding someone better are the clients who are in no rush to get back out on the dating field. All my clients were like, can I start dating now? Can I start dating now? I'm like, when you ask that question, it shows me that you're not ready. I am about to embark on my coach Stacy's first ever, well, I'm not about to, it starts in January. It's her $2 million mastermind program. And I started off in her 2K for 2K program. I've done multiple masterminds called 200K. And I remember in like the second mastermind, I said to her, so when are you going to do the 2 million? And she was like, talk to me when you're creating 200,000, like it's nobody's business, right? It's like, I was like jumping the gun. I wasn't ready, but I was like, but what about the next part? So I totally get the excitement, but you're not going to create that result if you are not ready. And the best way to do that is to get so comfortable being with yourself, loving on yourself before you call that person in. So this particular client, she found a man, I'd say, I don't know why the timeline matters, but she ended that 10-year relationship. She was healing about the guy who really was the catalyst that got her out. And it wasn't him. It was her thoughts about him. But he brought up a lot of stuff for her. And we thank him because he was the impetus to get her out. Come back me as her coach because I told her I would not work with her unless she moves out and breaks up with this 10-year relationship because that was so clear. And I was like, I won't even coach you on the other guy until you get out of the relationship that you no longer want to be in anymore because I'm out of service coaching you when the writing is on the wall of what you had to do. So it was excruciatingly painful and hard for her. And what it came down to when she said yes to me was I was so scared to move out because he was my home and what I knew for 10 years, even though he was completely emotionally unavailable. But she said, I was more scared that you wouldn't say yes to being my coach. So uh, brave woman and those clients who really take those big leaps and lean into the pain and make those strong decisions, strong decisions, not pain-free decisions, are the ones who then reap these amazing results. So she met someone uh, four or five months back. She really thought she liked him. And I was kind of like, okay, okay. I didn't think he sounded amazing, but he was such a step up from her last relationship that she thought he shit gold. And I've been there. Trust me. I talk all the time about the guy I dated who, the last guy I dated who broke my heart three years ago, he was a quote unquote nice guy with a shit together on paper. And now reflecting back, I'm like, you know, he wasn't a narcissistic sociopath like my rock bottom ex 10 years ago or nine years ago. If you haven't heard that story, circle back to episode five, my heartbreak story, so you can have a better understanding of who I am and why I now do what I do and what that experience was like for me. But the guy three years ago wasn't, you know, a psycho like my rock bottom ex, but he was definitely because I had been doing work on myself and I was already a coach. He he was definitely light years ahead of rock bottom narcissistic ex, but he still kind of sucked as a partner, to be honest. I know it's a thought, but it's a thought that doesn't charge me with negative emotion and keep me up at night. He just was hot and cold, very fickle. One minute he was so into me saying the most outlandish things, talking about our wedding and other times complete pullback. And it really was a bit of a mind fuck. But again, I don't say this as a victim. I say it as he was my teacher to show me exactly where I was at with my availability to myself. At that point, I was a coach, but I was not at the place that I am now in my business. I had a lot of lack mentality thoughts around money, around me as an entrepreneur. I was still scattering my energy into acting, still had my personal assistant job. So I was all over the place and scattered and he was bringing up all my shit and I thank him truly. And uh, truly, I would have a genuine hello for him. Isn't that so nice? I'd have a genuine hello. (laughs) That's about all I'd have for him. But uh, he really was the 
straw that broke the camel's back for me to go all in on being a heartbreak coach. So I really do have a lot of gratitude for that guy. But, you know, I really was like, oh, my God, he ordered two cartons of almond milk for me. I talk I talk about him a lot. I think raising your standards or I had an episode like that with uh, about how low are your standards we're setting the bar too low we can also link up that episode it was a good episode but you know when he did little gestures like that I thought it was like oh he's really into me which were just basic gestures what's really important what are the fundamental core values those are just extra fluff gestures so this client she was really into this guy, but to me, it just felt like he seemed a little bit aloof, distant based on things that she told me, but she was happy. She really wanted to work on it. She really wanted to work on herself. And my job isn't to say to stay or go unless if someone is being blatantly emotionally or obviously f- physically or sexually abusive in any way, but it's for them to learn and grow on their own unique individual journeys and for me to support them in that way. So then needless to say, that didn't work out. And here she now is in another relationship where the guy is totally clearly emotionally available. He's had his own history of heartbreak. So he's very much like, this is me. This is who I am. This is what I want. They are much more connected. She never has to guess when she's going to see him. She never has to guess when she's going to hear from him. It's just easy and lovely and They just seem really compatible so far. It's relatively new. And so she said to me the other day, you know, I had just paid $3,000 to a matchmaker. And that is not how she found her guy. She found her guy on a dating app. And she's like, and I'm really pissed because the $3,000 is non-refundable. And I said, why would you care? And she was like, well, it's $3,000 and I never r- really used it. I never went out on one date, even on with the service. And I found him somewhere else. And I'm like, yeah, but if you met him through the matchmaking service, then you would have said it was worth it. But really, at the end of the day, who cares? What I love about the fact, you know, it's weird. You guys are going to be like, mean coach. I love that she invested $3,000 in her how. Let me back that up. If you're new to listening to this show, my whole approach as a coach is that it's your thoughts that create your results. Bumble doesn't create your results. So every time my clients say to me, well, what what apps do you recommend? A really adorable client this week, we're talking about getting her out on the apps again. And I have two kinds of clients. Some are like, I can't wait to get on. Tell me when I'm ready. Tell me when I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Come on, Claire, come on. And the others, and then I've got another breed that's like, nope. She said, can we just continue the six months just like working on me and then I'll re-up with you another six months and then we can talk about dating. (laughs) And those are the clients that I'm like, I got to push you out of the gate. But she was super cute. And she was like, so what are the kids using these days? Cute Midwestern client. I know you're listening. So shout out to you. I, I'm just going to say it right now. Shout out to Hinge and Bumble. I think those are the two main conventional apps. But who am I to say? If someone says to me, I had another client say, you know, have you heard of Talkify? And I'm like, I, I have. I don't really know much about it. And she said, well, I'm thinking about it. I don't want to be on all the apps. And I highly recommend that too. Don't go on eight different apps and have like just be blindly swiping. Be intentional. Keep some constraint. But she said, you know, I have a friend. She just started Talkify and she's going out on a date with a match from Talkify tonight. So I'm going to talk to her after and hear about her experience. And I was like, why would you decide whether or not to choose a dating app based on your friend's experience of her date situation. Talkify is not going to create the result of finding your person. Your thoughts are going to create your result of finding your person. I had been swiping on Bumble for years, still clearly not ready because I kept matching with multiple dudes who were unavailable. And then on a random Monday night in, I want to say, early September last year, Swiffering in my apartment, listening to Taylor Swift, just, I guess, with my phone in my other hand, (laughs) swiping, and I swiped on the love of my life, on Bumble. Bumble didn't create him. My mind did. I was very different in my thinking approach to dating. It's the approach that I teach you step-by-step 
in my course, stop wanting him back in the find someone better section. Bumble, Talkify, Hinge, OkCupid, Tinder, Coffee Meets Bagel, The League. I don't know. Am I missing something? They don't create your result of finding your person you're thinking does. Now, everyone wants to argue, Claire, but obviously I have to be swiping. Like I have to do something. I have to take some action. Of course, I'm not asking you to sit on your couch and think him into your life. You have to have aligned thinking that will drive you aligned feelings that will inspire you to do the action. It's still swiping. I'm saying swiping right now because I'm recording this during the pandemic in October of 2020. But yeah, swiping is really the main way. And I get into a whole video on your thoughts about hating the dating apps in that find someone better section. It's a whole video devoted to all of you out there who want to tell me that the dating apps suck like it's a fact and not like it's a thought. And what do you think your result is going to be when you go and swipe thinking, I hate Bumble, I hate Tinder, this sucks? What do you think your result is going to be? I loved online dating. I finally loved online dating. I hated it for a long time and I had all kinds of anxiety about it. And in the way beginning, a couple of years after my rock bottom relationship, I hadn't dated for two years because I was just paralyzed in pain and fear of getting hurt again. But I also was paralyzed in pain and fear of like someone being a murderer off the app. So I had lots of big dramatic fears around it. But really and truly, again, it's your thinking. So my client was really, you know, naturally, I want to give her credit, naturally upset. I spent 3000 bucks that I'm not going to get back for something that I never used. But the way I look at it as she was willing to invest $3,000. She's willing to invest in coaching with me so that she can manage her mind to create the results of her emotionally available person. Now, I am not telling all of you guys to go out and just think that paying $3,000 for a matchmaker, I'm not even telling you to go pay my fee one-on-one. I'm not telling you to go buy my course and think, oh, and that will get me the result. I just shared this last week on the episode, Allowing Your Traumatic Thoughts. Somehow I came across, I don't know why life coaching was in my search and it said, you know, is life coaching a scam? And they said, no, it isn't a scam. It can be a scam for sure. It's in a regulated industry. So do your research. You can do all your research on me online. I have, as you know, 85 episodes of this podcast. I have dozens of articles that I've written for Kourtney Kardashian's Poosh.com and a couple of other publications that I have on my website, ClaireTheHeartbreakCoach.com. You can subscribe. Make sure that you are in the know, first in the know about my course. You'll also receive a free video, How to Stop Wanting him back in three steps. So you can get all of the information. You can also follow me at Claire, the heartbreak coach. Sometimes I get applications because there's a question in my application to work with me one-on-one. How do you know Claire is the right coach for you? And they're like, well, I don't know. I don't know her. And it literally says in the application question, listen to at least four or five episodes of her podcast to get a good feel because I want to hear why you think I'm the right fit for you because I'm a very specific flavor. I 100% know that I'm going to get you the results that you are after if you show up and do the work. But don't think you're just going to make a payment and all of a sudden, and he's going to appear. My client, she was willing to invest that $3,000 in matchmaking. She had also had a lot of mind drama that I had to work through with her around the dating apps. And she was pretty bruised over the last guy who she thought shit gold, or should I say shat gold? I don't know. I've always grappled with that one. <laughs> but she really had a lot of mind drama about that and was more comfortable with the matchmaker, people picking for her instead of her because she had all this mind drama around it. And we really cleaned all of that up. And I said, you know, how is neutral? How you meet him is neutral. Go invest in the matchmaker if you want. I don't care about your how. I care about your thinking. I care about how you feel. I care about your commitment to the result that he is out there. I care about your belief that he is out there. I care about your belief in your worth in all areas of your life. I was 
I was, I still am, but I was talking, I was going to say I was working with a client. I'm still working with her, but we had a conversation yesterday in our coaching session because some shit came up for her at work. And I always say how you are in one area of your life is how you are in all areas of your life. And she was really feeling like she was getting taken advantage of. And you know what? I'll get in the pool with her. That's what my coach always says. Don't get in the pool with your clients and agree with their issues. Help elevate them because we are all creators of our experiences. Now, I very much coached her because she has felt that lots of people have taken advantage of her, including men, which is why she came to me. But we're really in this phase of the fall in love with you section. And she advocated for herself and she got way more than what she was even asking for. And I asked her, you know, would you have done this a year ago? And she said, oh my God, no, I just would have sucked it up, grinned and bared it. I wouldn't have wanted to have ruffled anyone's feathers. I wouldn't want anyone to get mad at me asking or advocating for myself. So maybe some of you out there right now are like, oh my God, I totally would. I would never let anyone take advantage of me at work. It's just my love life. I don't get it. Everybody has a different thing going on. But I always say this, people come to me, most of my clients, I just signed another client yesterday and she said, Everything else in my life is amazing. I have a great job, great family, great friends. It's just this one area. But sure enough, things will start to unfold with just things that roll off their tongues that they don't even realize how they're actually still really creating patterns of unavailability. That's an example of being unavailable or letting things happen that don't serve them in other areas. And they're sneaky and they're small and they're subtle and they don't seem harmful because they're not causing them pain. But again, how you are in one area is how you are in all areas. And that's what this work is about. This is not just a transformation to find him, even though, of course, that's what everybody wants, their ideal person, him or her. I use the pronoun him because of my own experience as a heterosexual woman, but I work with gay women. I do solely work with women, but I work with gay women and all races, religions, and I encourage all the men who are listening. And I know that there are gay men who listen, and I love it. Shout out to you. This course obviously is available to everybody, so just plug in whatever pronoun applies to you. But that's what you ultimately want. That's why you're here. Even if you're heartbroken right now and you're like, I can't even fathom creating space for someone better because I think he or she is someone better. That's who I want. I get it, sister friend. So we're going to stop or brother friend. We're going to just work on stop wanting him back. That's what that whole section is about. And then no matter what, everybody listening, if you're curious about the course, but you're thinking, oh my gosh, but I'm not really that heartbroken. You think you're in love with you, but if you're single and alone and feeling sad and sorry for yourself and you're stuck and you're frustrated and you're thinking, I, I just don't know how to meet my person, then you've got some cleaning up to do. You've got some self-ownership to do. You've got, maybe you are in a good place, but you could just dig that much. Much deeper. They're sneaky thoughts. I have a video in that middle section. I'm giving it all away to you guys right now. It's called Love Just Might Not Be in the Cards for Me. And I actually put that video in the fall in love with you section because I say to my future students of this course, I don't want you, even when you're intentionally falling in love with you and dating yourself, I don't want you to walk around with the belief that love might not just be in the cards for you, right? I want you to work on that belief now. When I intentionally dated myself last year for five months, very intentionally, went off all the apps, I did not think, oh my God, the clock's ticking, time's running out, because time does not create the result of my ideal person coming in. My thoughts do. You could be 22 listening to this, 32, 42, 52, 62, 72. I know I have women in their 60s listening. It's fucking amazing. Shout out to you. You can create love at any point in time with your thinking. Think about people who get divorced in their mid-50s. My guy got divorced in his 40s. People get divorced and they do healing and they grow and it's the most painful fucking thing. And then the best thing ever can happen to them. Yes, I'm speaking for him. (laughs) 
and he's the best thing ever that happened to me. But I dug deep and he, the other day he was like, thank you for creating me because I always joke that I created him with my brain. I, I don't think it's a joke. I know that I did. And I did it very deliberately with aligned thinking over and over and over and over again. And some of you right now are like, I am thinking aligned. I am. I'm thinking, I'm putting up air quotes right now, positive thoughts, Claire. I'm really turned off by people saying positive thinking because I just think it's a very cliche self-help phrase. I'm not asking you to think positively. I'm asking you to think as if your person is here and to show up like he is here and that you would have done anything. I would have paid so much more money for a matchmaking service if I knew my guy now was there. Now, you don't technically know unless if you're psychic, right? But like if I had paid $10,000 to a matchmaking service, but still met my guy on Bumble and I just knew it was it and I wasn't getting that back, I wouldn't care. I would just know, well, this is me. Actually, it's just coming to me now. When I drove up to Santa Barbara for the first weekend, so for those of you who don't know, we swiped on each other in LA, but he lives in Santa Barbara and we didn't meet when we matched because he was heading up back up there the next day. And I was kind of like, yeah, whatever, dude, I'm sure I'm going to hear from you again. You live in fucking Santa Barbara. I just, I wasn't even, snar- it sounds like I was being snarky about it. I was like, oh, hot guy lives in Santa Barbara. What ups? And he circled back and said, you know, I know we're not exactly neighbors, but I'd really love to meet you in person sometime. And I was like, well, that's nice. That's like such a huge step compared to majority of Los Angeles men. But I shouldn't generalize or stereotype. Don't generalize or stereotype the city that you're in. Yes, there are a lot of man children in LA, but I have so many amazing friends in very committed, mature, loving relationships with artists in LA. Don't judge your city either. Your city does not create your person. I've I've heard over the years too people saying, I think I just need to move to another city because I've like gone through all the men here. No. Are you happy in your city? Do you love your job? Do you love your life? Do you love your friends? Do you love the beauty that surrounds you? Do you love the culture? Do you love your apartment? Why would you leave all that looking for someone to fill the piece that's missing? I had the fullest life in LA. It was so easy to ultimately move up to Santa Barbara because he's love of my life. But I just took my very fulfilled self through my brain. I, when I, I'm going on so many tangents as usual, but when I drove up to Santa Barbara, I volunteered. He was very much the, the driver of the bus about locking down a date, which I really appreciated. And I was like, I just want to get out of LA. I was working my ass off and I work from home. And I was like, I'm just going to drive up to, L- I-, I would love to come up and I'll get a hotel room and. Santa Barbara ain't a cheap city. And so I booked a hotel room that was like $400 and I got my hair blown out at dry bar. You're welcome. Did I do that for every first date? No, but I was like, I'm going to have an awesome romantic date and just feel good. Again, I'm not paying for him to think I'm attractive. I paid for that blowout because I freaking love getting my hair blown out. And I wanted to get in the mood and feel really good and get my nails done. And I treated myself to a fancy lunch because I had a few poosh articles for those of you, oh, I just said it earlier. I write for Courtney Kardashian's push.com. I am their resident heartbreak coach. Such an honor. And I had a few deadlines. So I was like, oh, I could drive up, make this a weekend, and like really get some writing done. And I I let him know that. I said, it's no bother for me. I'd love to get out and write and just get out of my uh, of my same scenery. And he sent me a list of places with detailed descriptions depending on what I was feeling like for where I could right. I could not handle it. I was like, what? But I was so intentionally committed to my result of finding my person. I was like, this is evidence of who I'm looking for. But I also did not attach to, oh my God, he has to be my person. Unlike Claire on The Bachelorette the first night saying she thinks she's met her husband when she saw when she saw Dale. I need to do a separate uh, episode on that. I love Claire. Shout out to her. I don't know what ends up happening. I really try to avoid the spoiler alerts, but that was such a telling moment for me as a coach. And I think I will expand on that in another episode. But my point of explaining the money that I spent that weekend, I thought to myself, wow, Claire, you're spending a lot of money for a first date when you add it all up. 
And then I caught myself and I said, it's not about, oh, and if the date doesn't work out, I just wasted six or seven hundred dollars. No. And I know some of you who are listening right now are like, what? You went and spent all that money? You should all know if you haven't been listening. I was a broke as a joke, starving actress for years on and off. My life just changed dramatically in the last two years as I went all in on this business and started working with a business coach because guess what? Your thoughts also create your money results. And I was over my starving artist mentality. And I really wanted to learn how to be a businesswoman, how to be an entrepreneur, how to be the best coach, right? Because it doesn't matter if I'm really good as a businesswoman, I have to be selling my clients results and they fucking get results. And so I have come a long way. And I always just want to share that with people because I think when people see my price for one-on-one, they think like, who does she think she is? And where is this all coming from? And my money mentality has shifted dramatically. Highly recommend the book. You are a badass at making money by Jen Sincero. I talk about this book all the time. If you're listening and you're struggling in your finances, I think so many women out there who are heartbroken, this is such a big stereotype, but I hear from a lot of women who are broke and heartbroken. And I definitely think, again, how you are in one area of your life is how you are in all areas of your life. And yes, I have women with money who come to me. I'm not saying everybody has to be broke and heartbroken, but I think it is such a clear indicator of your lack of value in yourself. And that was my story for so long. I hated my body. I was rubbing dimes together to pay rent. I never was just solid and stable in one career. I just grappled in my friendships and most importantly, grappled with love. I've always had an abundant amount of girlfriends, but there was always drama, even in middle school, high school, throughout my 20s. And then all of that really shifted in my 30s as I started to do this work. So still, I want you guys to know, spending $700 on a first date, if you think about it that way, it's a lot of money. I wouldn't have been doing that every weekend, like, no big, I'm just going to stay at hotels and get my hair blown out every night of the week. But this guy felt very special in my bones. It felt very right. It felt very fun. But if we didn't work out, I never would have been like, what a waste of $700. I shouldn't have done that. What I was showing myself was this is who future Claire, and this is what I talk about in the course. This is what I talk about with my clients. I talk about the future versions of themselves. This is future Claire showing up. She's willing to get in the car and go to Santa Barbara and book a hotel room and also create space for her creativity and write and make it amazing and fun for her. This is the way she invests in her dating life. And again, I don't even really mean about the money. It's just that I'm not going to say that would just be crazy. That would just be too expensive. And if it didn't work out, then I'd be thinking about the money lost. Losing money is a thought. Do you know how many investments I've made in my business? And as I expand in my course, I'll be doing Facebook ads and all the things, and you'll be testing ads and testing what works, testing what doesn't work. I would never look at it as lost money if those ads don't convert to sales. They're all investments to figure out what works and what doesn't work to get me to where I want to go. The how is coming from aligned thinking. Even if it doesn't work out, I just tweak and I reevaluate and I look at it And then I realign my thinking over and over and over again, because I've got big goals for this course. I want this course to reach the masses. And I know that there are people listening to this podcast all over the world. Shout out to Ireland, my homeland. And there was a city in Finland that I saw. And I really owe that to Kourtney Kardashian on Poosh. Another great example of when people say, well, how did you become so successful? How did you get such a big audience? How do you have more than 215,000 downloads for your podcast in just a year and a half? You know, could I technically say, well, thanks to Kourtney Kardashian? Yes, but I was in aligned thinking about my expertise as a heartbreak slash finding love coach before Courtney came knocking on my door. It was really Courtney's managing editor. So I don't want to be claiming that I'm best friends with Courtney, right? But really and truly, I was dropping into my aligned thinking because I also had a result that I was committed to creating with my brain. I didn't even know what push was because it didn't exist. They reached out to me before the official launch. 
I didn't even know it existed. I wasn't like, I have to get on Poosh because if I don't get on Poosh, then I'm never going to have the business of my dreams. No, I was just committed to being the coach that's going to reach the masses with a message that I believe is like no other on heartbreak dating and relationships and finding love. And I committed to that and I felt it and I visualized it and I fell on my face And I had so many consultations who would apply for my coaching. And then they were ultimately a no. And then I had to do a lot of self-coaching and get a lot of coaching about my value as a coach. I had to do a lot of coaching around money. It was all because I commit my brain to aligned thinking before inspired action. And I would never look at anything as a bad mistake. You know what I think is a mistake? You know what I think is a failure? Not being willing to take the leap and invest at all. When I decided I wanted to become a life coach, this was five years ago, I had $8,000 in my savings account. I was living with my bestie, Aisha, and we were living together as actresses. I had a personal assistant job and I was a yoga teacher and people were just saying, you know, you've got something going for you, Claire, because I'd been in therapy for a while and I was like really showing up and finally being of service to others with their problems instead of sucking everybody else dry about mine. And I had $8,000 and I just, the idea was just like, well, what is this life coaching thing about? I really didn't know much about it when I lived in New York, but it was of course pretty common in LA. And I just started investigating Martha Beck's program appeared and it was starting in two weeks and it was the exact amount of money that I had in my bank account. And I called my dad, who is my second dream man. And I mean that in the most non-creepy way. Before my boyfriend came into my life, he used to sign all my emails, your only man. (laughs) But my dad is amazing. There was, uh, I'm sure many of you are familiar. Well, some of you guys are so young. I'm pushing on 40. But there used to be an advice column called Ask Abby here in the States. But my dad told me that the Irish version of Ask Abby was Angela McNamara. And he used to call me Angela McNamara because he heard me on the phone, like being there for my friends and like really supporting my friends. So yes, I sucked my friends' souls dry, especially in my 20s and my 30s when I just seemed to be becoming a much bigger hot mess as the years went on with men, especially. Uh, he used to call me that. So I told him about this and I was like, dad, am I, I curse with my dad. I got it from him. We'll blame him. I was like, dad, am I fucking crazy? But I just feel like I need to do this. And he was like, you have to do it. My dad's Irish. You have to do it. (laughs) I just felt I had to do it. And you know, I had the thought like, well, what if I don't make one dime as a coach? But then immediately I was like, that's not going to happen. I decided it was not going to happen. I decided I was willing to commit to working my personal assistant job. I decided I was going to keep hustling as an actress. I also decided I was going to stop my acting classes. I had been studying for a while and I used to take breaks here and there. And I was like, you know, if I'm spending this money here, I had to quote unquote, make sacrifices. It broke my heart, but I was, well, where am I now? I'm 39. I was 35, 34 at the time. And I was done with financial struggle, but I still thought this is going to be my plan B to support my plan A as an actress. And everybody said, and I talk about this in the course, everybody said, oh my God, Claire, I feel like this is what you were meant to be doing. And I'm like, no, I am an actress first. And then lo and behold, years into it, especially really two years ago, when I went all in on investing in my coach, Stacey Bayman, and I just learned a love of coaching on a level uh, that I had never loved something before. I I love it more than acting. And I started getting annoyed when I was having auditions because they were starting to conflict with my coachings. And I was like, oh, I think this is a sign I need to quit acting. But I really knew that I wanted to make this investment that many people on the outside would look at my finances and say, oh, super risky. Super risky is a thought. I fucking love that my client invested $3,000 in a matchmaker and she found her guy somewhere else. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, wow, well, if she didn't invest that $3,000, then she wouldn't have met her guy. I'm not going to say that, but I will say I think it's because she's the kind of woman who's willing to make that investment, whether it works out or not, because even if she made that investment, she could have easily have had no success, period, with that matchmaking service. 
But it's how willing are you from a space of aligned thinking to go all in on your house and not worry about losing money, losing time. That was another big one for one of my clients this past week. It just takes so much time to swipe. And I said to her, well, if you knew your knight in shining armor was on those apps, you knew, like you just heard it from God or some angel came to you in your dreams and she was like, he is on Hinge and you need to get on that app. And you just like knew. Do you think that you're going to be like, mm, it just takes too much time? No, you would be on hinge swiping, 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 swiping until they're like, you've run out of matches in this geographic location. Check back in for more. <laughs> you would. So it comes back down to belief. Who gives a fuck about the how? Yes, you have to show up. You have to take action, but you have to take action from aligned thinking. And if you're thinking right now, my thinking is aligned, Claire. It's not if you don't have the result. It's not if you've been thinking you've been in aligned thinking for months and months listening to this podcast. It's not. And that doesn't make you dumb. It doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make you wrong. It's just you make it math, not drama. Brooke Castillo got that phrase from her coach. I don't know if she works with him anymore. Grant Cardone. And I love that. Make it math, not drama. Oh, if my thoughts create my results and I've been thinking that I need to be focusing on these thoughts to create the result of calling him in and it hasn't been working, what else could I think? That's all over and over and over and over again. And if you're just feeling like you're in a hamster wheel, go hire a really good coach who's savvy on thought work or hire me. <laughs> you're listening to me for a reason. Get on my wait list for my one-on-one -on -one or for sure... Stay tuned for this course. Stop wanting him back and find someone better. I get into so much nitty gritty on how to use two thought models, Brooke Castillo's The Model and Byron Katie's The Work. And they have great books out there. There's great material. I highly recommend listening to Brooke's podcast, the Life Coach School podcast. There's so much information, but a lot of my clients come to me after they've been listening to me for months and they try to do it on their own and they're not getting it. And then I'm showing them how they're doing it wrong, for lack of better words, not from a shaming way. It's just, again, math, not drama. That thought isn't working for you. It needs to look something like this. What about this? And they're like, oh, now I get it. And then all of a sudden they start having these amazing results. Finally, I want to make one last point. I always say the shift in you has to happen before the results can arrive. So I talk so much and I share this in the course about how you have to be the woman in your ideal relationship before he or she arrives. And so what I did just say earlier is if you're thinking your thoughts are working, they're not working because he isn't here. I would say you just have to keep tweaking and changing. If you've been sitting with one thought, like, I know he's out there. That's a favorite. That's a fan favorite. I just tell myself, I know he's out there. Instead of thinking, I'm scared he's not out there. That is not good thought work, my loves. <laughs> that does not work. I hear my clients say it all the time. I know I was saying that for years. Like, I guess he's out there. I really then check them in the feeling place because your thoughts create feelings that drive actions that yield you results. And usually if they're really tuned into their bodies, they're like, yeah, there's a little bit of discomfort there. Like, oh, I just know he's out there. It's very like airy fairy, like one day when the right time comes, he's out there. It's really coming from a place of believing that he'll happen outside of you. I get into more about how to do these thoughts more specifically in my coaching and in this course. But yes, the shift does need to happen before he arrives. But I just always know when thoughts aren't working for me with whatever result it is I'm going to create, I then like figure the thought and I practice that thought and then the result happens. So you have to test the thoughts. But if you're just like hanging on to one thought, I'm right. I'm like making a fist right now. Like your white knuckle grip, white knuckle grippling, <laughs> white knuckle gripping a thought like I just know my guy is out there. I mean, I just feel like anxiety in my chest as I say it, because it needs to be deeper. It needs to be more specific. You really need to look at has that thought been working for you and how long have you been telling yourself that as a way to cover over what's really going underneath, which is mm, there's a part of me that doesn't think he is. And people are scared to go to that place of really shining a light on that thought 
I just don't know if he is. They're scared to say it or admit it because they're afraid they're going to create that result. But the truth is, that's your truth. And that's why you have the result of not having found him. What? Shine a light on the thought that is your truth that isn't getting you the result that you want. Then we can transform it from there. But going from, I'm just not sure if he's out there to, oh, I better pick the thought then. I know he's out there. It's a cover over thought. You need to find something better. You need to tweak it so that it's more specific and more real and more freeing. And did I believe that my guy was out there before I found my partner now? 100%. That just wasn't the thought that I was thinking to create him. I was thinking a multitude of thoughts in my belief man plan. I teach you all how to do that. So again, stay tuned. No that no matter what, the how doesn't matter. I know you all want to say, I met him on a plane. Who wants to meet on a plane these days? Anyway, I met him at a wedding. Who wants to be in a crowd? Anyway, (laughs) I met him online. Who cares? You can still meet people in beautiful ways. And uh, I am not saying that the online dating apps are the only way, but I would say they are the main way right now. And most importantly, Keep tweaking those thoughts that make you feel certainty and calm and just joy and uh, secure, right? Instead of anxious, unsure, scared, sad, lonely. Every day, rinse and repeat. And you are a human and you're going to feel anxious and you're going to be scared and you're going to be frustrated and you're going to be lonely. And then you're going to connect with a guy and you're going to be like, see, another dick, Claire. See, another unavailable. See, another ghoster. And instead of indulging in that drama, come back to center. What happened? Evaluate what happened. What are your thoughts about it? And then manage your mind around that. I've had a couple of clients this week tell me, oh my gosh, it's just rude. He's just so rude. And I'm like, really? Is it rude? Let's look at it. Okay, so he unmatched you. Is it rude or is it just the name of the game in the dating world? I would much rather someone just unmatch me after one date instead of like, hey, Claire, I just wanted to let you know I just like wasn't really feeling it with you. I'd much rather an unmatch is a little bit of a sucker punch if you thought you liked him and you thought you were going to see him again. Sure. Next, not your guy. I'm so committed to being in the result of finding my future person. I don't have time to worry about the unmatcher. He's not my guy. Great to know. Thanks for like the quick information instead of some ridiculous over the top explanation. A a, a guy did that to another client of mine. He just like went into a Bible length explanation about how he's actually really not ready to date yet before they even met. They matched and they were chatting. And then he gave her this really long message, which is so sweet that he wants to take care of her feelings. But it's like, oh, thanks. She was like, I didn't even read the whole thing. I don't have time for that. Next. (laughs) Right. Because that is a client who's so committed to her result of finding her person. She doesn't have time to read the Bible length emails. Which reminds me of another client who was making up and breaking up with a guy. She did it two times in the span of a couple of weeks. They'd been dating for a couple of months and they were about to have a third conversation about how it's just not working. And I'm like, why do you need to put that energy there? And she's like, I just, I just, I I just want to tell him how I'm feeling. And he's making unfair accusations and he gaslit me and all the things. And I'm like, boy, bye. You don't need to then explain yourself to that kind of a person. You don't need to. And she's like, well, we run in professional, you know, similar professional paths. We actually have to communicate about a specific project. And I was like, communicate about a specific project. Be a professional. You can be a professional and also say, we don't have to discuss this anymore. I asked for this, this, and this. You promised me that you would give me that twice. You didn't. And there's nothing to discuss. And if you want to gaslight me and tell me that my needs are over the top, whatever, boy, bye. Not fuck you, which was not what she was planning on doing, but she wanted to be heard. She wanted to get her last word in. She wanted to explain her She wanted him to know X, Y, Z and, you know, hold her head high. And I have done that so many times. And it is such a fucking waste on someone who is not your person that you could be taking that time and that energy to clean up your shit on that person and put it on your result line. Your thoughts create your results. What is the result that I want to create with my thinking, my ideal person? And that woman in that result line with her ideal person does not need to have a third conversation with the Mr. Unavailable who has proven himself yet again. Guys, I just feel like something was channeling through me. It is hot as fuck in my apartment in Santa Barbara and I don't have air conditioning and I'm not blowing my fan and all the doors are closed because I want it to be the best sound for you guys. So you're welcome. I'm sweating after I just took a shower. (laughs) 
But I loved this episode. If I say it myself, the how doesn't matter. Your thoughts do. And if you're so committed to being in that result line of being in your ideal partnership, start thinking, feeling, and behaving like that woman right now. And if you were like, oh, Claire, I love what you're saying. I still just don't get how to apply it. You've got two options to work with me one-on-one. Apply. Let's see if we are the right fit. I do not take everybody one-on-one. I've shared this before and I've received a few applications where some guy, some of you are not really directly answering my questions. And so I want to know that you're super coachable one-on-one, that you're super ready to do this work. I am not a coach who you just apply and tell me that you have the money to work with me, that I just take you on. I want to know that we are the right fit. That would be out of integrity for me as a coach to take your money if I don't think that you're going to benefit. And there was a time in my life where I was not coachable. So I'm really looking for that. And the best way to figure that out is by knowing that you're listening to this podcast and really answering those questions like you're getting what I'm talking about. I'm not expecting you to know how to do thought work, but I'm expecting through your answers that you are really picking up what I'm throwing down and that you can articulate what your issues are. And I'm really looking for people who are ready to shed their victim stories. Now, victim story, what I mean by that is for sure, I was a victim to emotional abuse by my rock bottom narcissistic ex. And I know that there are victims of sexual abuse and physical abuse. And I am not diminishing that story or that truth, but I'm talking about why does this always happen to me? I hate men. Men suck. Love isn't in the cards for me. All my friends have partners and they're all getting married and settling down. Some of them are on baby number three. What's my problem? Is there something wrong with me? No, I want you to table all that bullshit and, or be willing to get coached on all of that bullshit so we can actually clear space for you to love the fuck out of you, regardless of your past dating history, regardless of the fact that you are a single woman right now who cares about your age so that we can clear the space for the right person to come in with, you guessed it, your aligned thinking, not through the apps. Yes, it will be the apps, but with your aligned thinking to create that result. How many more times do I need to tell you guys that your thoughts create your results? I think all the time because I need to be reminded of that all the time. We all have our blind spots. That's why I have two coaches. The work never stops. Even when you get to the place of having your dream life, which I have created right now, I went from nothing in every area of my life to everything in every area of my life with my aligned thinking. Love you all so much. Hope you're going to get on the train with me with either my course or my one-on-one coaching. Stay tuned again at the end of this episode where the information will be provided to stay connected. So much love, my loves. Until next time. Bye. My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after.